Hey there, believers. Let's get through this commercial break first so we can enjoy a full show. Want to be prepared for anything that 2024 throws at you from day-to-day life to a national emergency? From the office to the outdoors, then check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. All packs are made in America, and all components of all packs are made in America. From the fabric to the frame, so you're supporting multiple small businesses when you shop with Squat Survival Gear. Chris, the owner, is a military vet, so all packs are made beyond mil-spec. These things are bomb-proof, and I use my gear daily. I use the Mothman pack going back and forth to work, and my Rock Ape pack stays loaded out in the Jeep. Go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and get the piece of gear for the peace of mind today. Use promo code BUMP24 to save 15% site-wide. That's B-U-M-P-24 to save 15% site-wide. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So now that we have this knowledge, we have to remember to walk in 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. My name is Dusty McBalls. I am the host, producer, editor, basically writer, everything that involves anything to do with the rainy day horror show. That's me and upload five to seven times a week. And we cover, well, I cover true crime, paranormal. Um, what else? Urban legends. I'm forgetting my own content for a second. I do short horror stories from Reddit, creepy encounters, horror movie breakdowns. I do so much over there. It's nonstop content just flowing out. Wow. Five to seven times a week? Yeah. Yeah, that's depending on if I have an interview lined up, if my girlfriend wants to come on. But usually it's five times a week. Oh, my gosh. You got yeah. me beat by a landslide. Dude. I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll go two weeks without doing anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, yeah. it shows up on the show, but like I'll do four or five interviews one week and then I'm like, okay, now I've got a couple of weeks I can take a break and just do edits, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it's just when I was living in Atlanta, I was 
basically like extremely broke. And I was in this really, really bad relationship. And I would, I was getting paid weekly when I was working at UPS down there. And after every paycheck from bills and everything, I had like $5 to get me to next Friday. So I ended up becoming like really, really late on my car payment. I was like three months late on that. I didn't have insurance and I had my phone almost shut off. So like I would just needed a new escape and podcasting saved me. So I, I love it and I owe everything to it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome, man. How many episodes? I, do, you, do you have a count? How many episodes you've done? Um, last time I checked, which was like two days ago, I was at 184 within a year, almost a year and a half close. Wow. Yeah. I started my podcast November of not last November, but the November before. So November 2022 wow yeah yeah you've been working there yeah you've been working it, it didn't it, it didn't start off with me doing five to six five to seven a week it started off just one and then i started putting out ads and pushing ads and stuff like that and more people started coming in so i was just like well we're we're going all in now and on top of that i also not to toot my own horn or anything but also work a full-time job during the week so it's a lot of work it's very go. difficult it I, I get I get it. I've been a one man show for it'll be four years this May. And well, congratulations. Full time gig too, man. And yeah. uh very, very busy home life. So mm -hmm. I I get it, man. I five days a week, hats off to you though. You you win that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so tell me, man, what's what's your deal with the Warrens, buddy? What's what, uh, what is it? So I used to used to be a paranormal investigator i've been on so me and my girlfriend because she's extremely clairvoyant and i'm i've got some gifts but not like as good as her like she can see anything wherever whenever it'll just come through to her and <laughs> the warren's like okay on screen perfectly cool great people but the real warren's they had a lot of nasty stuff in their home life like i guess from the research and i used like several sources and i talked to other psychic mediums in this business the paranormal business and they said they backed up basically what i found online and it was at one point ed had a mistress and lorraine knew about it and this girl was like 18. She was really, really young. I won't say 18, but like around 18. She was really, really young. Well, he got her pregnant, forced her to get into abortion. And he would also beat Lorraine, I guess. This is all alleged. But I want to preface that this is all alleged because I, you know, wasn't there, obviously. But... They also started when they started doing these um, investigations into stuff, they were really like taking money from the families that were allowing them to produce their stories like um, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. That story, there is a documentary on it 
on Netflix. And it's actually really, really interesting and really, really good. So if anybody's ever curious about the what truly happened, go watch it. It is, it's impressive. And what happened though, when some of the family members started coming out, one of the brothers stated that they found out after their parents passed away that they were putting drugs in their food. And I forgot what drug it was, but they were putting stuff in their food and that was causing them to have like hallucinations and stuff like that. And then Arnie Johnson, when he came out of prison, he and he was in this documentary, he was saying after that whole incident of him killing that man, that evil entity that was attached to him disappeared while he was in while he was in prison. And from my own personal experience, that's not how it goes. Hmm. So I, a lot of their stories are just really like they would tell authors to basically make their books scary. And then they wouldn't give any of the money that they made from the books to the families that had the stories and on top of that when Lorraine Warren was on the set of the conjuring one and two she made all of them sign NDAs not allowing them not to put that abuse and those sexual assault allegations and stuff like that into the movies oh my goodness yeah they the the movie Ed and Lorraine, perfect, beautiful couple. They're awesome. But the real life ones, from what I have found out and from what people have told me, they are just not good people like Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins isn't a good person either, but I'm pretty sure we all kind of knew that. Yeah, I kind of get those weird vibes off of Zach. I, I feel like uh, something got a hold of him at some point in his life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just kind of controlling everything now. But I did not know that about the Warrens allegedly mm-hmm. about the war is yeah that's uh that's some news it's kind of heartbreaking but okay i'll yeah. take it yeah I'll take it, it. it it kind of shifts your thoughts on the paranormal because like i've also been because you know how when we see possessions in the movies we automatically go like oh that must be what it is in real life but i've mm-hmm. also heard conflicting stories about that where people have told me they don't fully possess you where you black out and you don't know what you're doing and you go on a whole rampage and that kind of thing. That's not true. I've been told that what actually happens is they just like feed little voices into your head and they just make basically your life just very, very difficult to deal with to the point where you, you know, want to leave. You just commit sewer slide basically. Yeah. And on the other spectrum, I've heard people say like, no, they do take over your body. They do go do these crazy things with it, but it's just, I don't know. It's, we are, it's kind of bad that we associate everything with the paranormal around the Warrens because they are like technically the godfathers of the paranormal world. But what a lot of people don't no is your paranormal experience is completely different to the person next to you it is never the same right and from my experiences like 
a few weeks ago, I probably shouldn't say this story because I have two evil entities in my attic and they like to, they hate when I tell a specific story about them, but I'm not going to tell the trail story if anybody has heard of it. But one night I told that story because I was feeling a little ballsy and I woke up middle of the night after I just had a really bad nightmare and I walked downstairs and I decided to get ice cream from the fridge and well, not the fridge, the freezer. And I opened it up, got it out. Now my countertop in the kitchen is probably like 15 feet long by like four feet wide. And I was on the edge of it where the four feet wide part is. I heard someone walk up right next to me on my right hand side. And then I also heard somebody walking down the longer side where the 15 feet of the tile where the counter is and they just stopped like halfway down and like the other one was like right next to me and they just stopped and I could feel both of them looking directly at me and I was just like I'm not doing this tonight Mm. not doing this whatsoever I wish we would have went into detail a little bit before we started um I think uh we we met up on Instagram and it's like, hey, you want to do a show? Yep, want to do a show. Let's do this. And then schedule conflicts and now we're here. But had I known this, I would understand why it took half an hour for my computer to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's always some kind of uh well, I can't say always, but quite often when I talk to someone who has paranormal experiences in their home or that's attached to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get interruptions. Um, I get EVPs. I used to get EVPs all the time, but it's kind of slacked off. Um, yeah. But the, the shows have kind of changed a little bit too sometimes. So you have two evil entities in your attic. Yeah. I want to know. I know you don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> with Without any provocation or that would bring you problems at home. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're comfortable with going into about like, how you know they're evil, how you know there's two, and how they get in your attic. So I'll I'll briefly and very vaguely tell the story of what happened. Me and my girlfriend went to a trail, found out that said trail was really, really bad, and a lot of people have died on said trail for a really, really long time. So we keep going back to the trail doing this investigation, Next thing you know, something not so nice attaches to me, don't know it, bring it home. And then my girlfriend, who's extremely clairvoyant, says, hey, something's in your closet. It's not good. But it never bothered us or me until because I have movie posters just along the entire like they're not hanging up because I can't put holes in the wall right now, but they're just like leaning up against the wall. Well, ironically, this one decided to come out the closet, knock over my Annabelle poster. And that's right there. That's how I knew I was like, no, this because me and my girlfriend, we have a spear guide who protects us and makes sure that nothing bad happens to us. And then we have three little kids that like to run around and just kind of not they're not they just hang around us. They call us both mom and dad, which is kind of funny, but they just don't do anything they go with us everywhere we go which i have a weird theory that 
possibly because my girlfriend said that they look like both of us put together that they might be our future kids which is kind of a crazy thought but where was i going with that okay so it knocked over my movie poster i got in touch with a fellow podcast friend he put me in contact with another psychic she started doing like a site like a spiritual psychic walkthrough of my house told me that there's two try to get rid of them with sage couldn't get rid of them well I got rid of I got rid of the one that was attached to me and then we sage the entire house and we just didn't get the attic because and I'm from Minnesota and most of the homes in Minnesota the attic is sealed with like the ceiling plaster so to like really get into the attic you have to like cut it open and stuff like that I currently live with my parents because of my the issue that I went through of being extremely broke in Georgia. And so I moved back home and they just said, can't you, we're not going to let you go up there to sage the house. And so I just, they don't bother me. I barely tell the story and we just kind of coexist, which is, I don't like to say that word because it feels like there's still an attachment there, right. but it's, Roommates. kind of what it is yeah yeah no attachment just no. uh tenants that won't leave squatters yeah. you got squatters yeah. you got squatters in the attic that's <laughs> that's not creepy nope uh wow okay paranormal investigator mm-hmm. it people don't realize how dangerous it can be oh, and in the beginning that. First thing I realized how dangerous. I I, I used yeah. to do that too. Yeah, and I um, I thought I was bulletproof in the beginning because I had nothing attaching to me. I was walking around just with like my chest out, like antagonizing any spirit anywhere we went, and then you get burned, and then you realize how much work you have to put in to get it away from you and ever since that incident me and my girlfriend have never gone um investigating anywhere else yeah the only thing that we might do which i don't know if we want to do it just because of the person that we might go see um we think well, I, we both think because we're both true crime junkies and we think it'd be kind of cool to be like, oh, you know, Ed Gein's grave is only four hours away. Let's go see it. Maybe we can, you know, stir something up. Maybe something's there. And that but still, I don't I don't know if I want to fully do that, because if he is there, which more than likely he probably is, I don't want to bring him home. Yeah, I'd say not. Yeah. I'd say not. Um, so what got you into it, man? What got you into the paranormal? This channel. My channel did. I um I when I moved back, I was like, I wanna go on this huge like spiritual journey, find out like what the afterlife is like, what's like what what what's out there? Because me and my girlfriend, we're both, we don't follow any religion. Um, just because we've 
had bad experiences when we've come across religious people. And I know not all religious people are like that, but we just kind of wanted to go down this own path and just kind of figure it out for ourselves. And that's what I wanted to do. And next thing you know, right when I moved back home, when I said I was going to go on this like little spiritual journey, Mm -hmm. I met my girlfriend on Bumble and she basically opened up the entire gateway for me into this spiritual world. And I told her like, Hey, I would like to go on, you know, let's go on these little ghost adventures. Let's go explore these haunted places. And she was totally down for it. And that's basically what got me into it. That makes sense, man. Yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, it's fun. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's scary, and then like this, the reality hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, when uh, I've had, and first, this is another reason why we stopped because everywhere we went, everywhere we were exploring, it was just really, really dark. Um, mm-hmm. we went to there's this place in northwest. Minneapolis it's a little bit in the ghetto but it's being gentrified now and stuff like that so this one specific area that we were at wasn't too bad it had a pretty big nightlife and stuff like that and there's this brewery and right behind it there is like this old mill like feeding mill and stuff like that and we it's abandoned and we wanted to go there and so we went there first time um we did our walkthrough because it is it's boarded up and you cannot get in there unless you want to get fined and stuff like that so there's like barbed wire fence all this fencing doors boarded up and stuff like that and we didn't right before we went in there we found out that it's been closed since the 80s maybe a little bit before and there has been five deaths at this mill and for some reason they all all of them have either died or broken something really really bad on the 10th floor so we knew after we said that something something is weird here that is pulling these kids these college students because that's who it mainly was up to the 10th floor and so we get there we're doing a little bit of we're just walking around the building and this door that we come across that goes to there like it's a flooded basement because right behind the bro- the mill there's a river and so the basement is just completely flooded and i go and open the door and i was like oh yeah we can't go down there because it's flooded and my girlfriend's like told you i was like loser and i just <laughs> i just kept oh. walking away and right as i turned my back to the door we heard a growl and then the door slammed. Ooh. And so like that's, we're just gonna walk back to the car. We're not doing this. And as we get to the car, I look up and I'll send you a picture of this because I think it's trippy. Um, another one of my podcast friends thought it was trippy, but my girlfriend just think it thinks it's ironic. If you look up at like the, top level where the where the roof kind of meets there is these two bars that have swung down 
and have made an upside down cross. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so we drove home and then maybe like two weeks later, we went back there. This time I was a bad paranormal investigator and decided to break into the place. So I go to the fence with my like little bolt cutters, snip away at the fence, get in. But there's this one fence that I just couldn't get through. It was just the fencing was too tight and I couldn't fit the bolt cutters through there. And I was just like, let's just call it a day. Well, thankfully, we didn't end up cutting through that because as we walked around to the other side of the car, well, from the other side of the building to where I parked, I went up to another fence because in the middle, it's kind of like one building on the left-hand side, one building on the right-hand side, and there's a walkway that connects the two buildings together. So it's just a straight tunnel all the way to the other side where we were at. And I just go over there and I start taking pictures with my phone and looking through it just to see if I can catch anything. And as I'm snapping these photos, this spirit runs up and presses itself against the fence what yeah and i turned around i looked at my girlfriend and i said nope and got my car left but we found out like two three like two three days later that this student from the u of m somehow well he snuck in through where i snipped and he was able to break through the fence that I couldn't break through. He went to the 10th floor. He fell down the elevator shaft where everybody falls down and snapped both of his legs. So me and my girlfriend started thinking, since there's all of these spirits that are here and some of them had died on this property, we might think that those spirits might be pushing people down the elevator shaft. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think the Midwest is the scariest place in the U.S. just because we have so many crazy things here, like the Wendigo and the dog, the Michigan dog. Like, I I would rather stay in Georgia because <laughs> even though even though Georgia is really, really haunted, I will take my chances down there than here. Yeah. Savannah has a nice Southern polite ghosts. And- <laughs> Minnesota yeah. Lindy goes. Yeah, I, I get you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, had you gotten through that fence, I imagine you're probably going to head to the tenth floor, right? Out of curiosity, I would have, but my girlfriend would have stopped me. She's because every time we went to this building, she said, "If we get in there, we are not going past the third floor, and I won't let you go any higher because of how decayed this building is." And I don't want you or me to get hurt. I was like, okay, cool. I'm fine with that. And she, she, I usually listen to her when it comes to this stuff, just because I can occasionally see things every now and then, but I mainly hear things. I like the (laughs) side story. There's this crazy old lady that talks to me while I try to sleep. And it is the funniest thing. It's not really funny, but I think she's hilarious. She she told me one one night for some reason, I don't know. I am trying to sleep. She because I don't hear them in my ears. I hear them in my head like they're a second voice. 
And she says, I killed her. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I killed her with poison. I poisoned my own granddaughter and then starts manic laughing out of nowhere. And I'm like, woman, I'm just trying to sleep. Please leave me alone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How long has this been going on? This has been going on for a few months. She does. Okay. She she hasn't talked to me in a while, but sometimes, so like, sometimes she'll come through. Like since you moved back home. Since I've moved back home, well, I when I lived with my parents prior to moving to Georgia, I would hear things all the time trying to talk to me in my sleep and like just come through and it got to the point where i thought i was schizophrenic that's how frequent it was happening but it would only happen when i try to go to bed and then once i moved back i didn't hear it at first until i started getting involved with the paranormal and then it all came back again and then i texted my girlfriend and i was like i think i'm schizophrenic and she's like what are you talking about and i was like i swear i hear voices trying to talk to me while I am trying to sleep. And she's like, you're not schizophrenic. And she said, the reason that you're, that you're probably hearing these voices is because, cause like I really can't hear them when I'm awake. It's only when I go to bed, like when my spirit, when mine and my girlfriend's spirit guide comes and talks to me, it's always when I'm about to fall asleep. And so my girlfriend was like, it's probably because that time is the only time that you can actually travel into the spirit realm. Like maybe not like physically, but like you tap in that way because that is the point where you are the most relaxed. And I was like, that, that, that does make sense because I do have the tendency to leave my body when I'm sleeping unintentionally sometimes sometimes i go it'll be like a normal lucid dream or have you ever seen the horror movie insidious oh yeah you know you know the what is it astral projection the further where um dalton and his dad always go and stuff like that i go to a similar place and it is not nice it's not as um black and like that like weird light blue that it is in the movie mine is more of like a more moonlight blue that's coming through the windows and then it's like go shifts very briefly to a navy blue and then it goes black and Hmm. i have been there four different times and the last time i was there something was actually mimicking my girlfriend i was like laying in my bed And I was just looking straight ahead and just looking around my room. And then I heard my girlfriend go, Dusty, where are you? I was like, Gabby, I'm in my room, but announce yourself before you come in. And then after I said that, I reached down off the side of my bed to what felt, I don't know what it was, but in my dream, it felt like I was reaching for a weapon. I don't know what that weapon was. And as I came back up, 
my door swung open and like screams started pouring out of my out of my door frame into my room so i got up and i went to and i as i reached the door to shut it i woke up and i went i was able to surprisingly go back to bed but i woke up the next morning i told my girlfriend about this crazy dream and i told her i was like i physically could not wake up like it was so difficult for me to get up and i was like can you ask our spirit guide if if she had to help me wake up and she's like she did she's like she didn't know where you went where you were but she had to physically help you get up and i was like was something mimicking mimicking you in my dream last night can you ask her that for me and she was like yeah something not nice was mimicking me and i've been there four different times the first time was probably the scariest out of all of them and i was actually in georgia when this happened staying at my aunt's house and i was working what was it like 12 hour days like 12 to 16 hour days just to get caught up on everything again which sucked nobody i i feel for anybody that has to go through that it is not fun i have a a few buddies that uh astral project or have astral projected i had a guy on the show that actually taught astral projection and has books out on it and he talks about this this level that you that you're referring to and he says it's a very low vibration it's like a you have to I, I don't want to misquote the guy, but it's basically the more you do it, the higher you can take your levels. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all about, you know, he, he was talking about like frequencies and vibrations and it's all outside of my scope. But um, I know that I'm going to get some emails and, and mm-hmm. Instagram messages and stuff like that about what you're talking about right now. Um, a good buddy of mine named Dennis he listens to every episode and when it Mm -hmm. when it gets into this topic he's like oh man here's what was (laughs) going on so if you want help with that if you want guidance on that or whatever i can put you guys in contact with each other if that's cool with you um because these guys have been doing it for like decades please do please do because i have no idea where i'm going what it is because i've also gotten times where I'll close my eyes and I'll be on the verge of falling asleep, but I'll go to this place where it is just pitch black. And I feel like I'm floating. I feel like nothing bad around me. I just feel like I get to such a low frequency, a low vibration where it's like almost a really, really deep meditative state because the only time I know that I'm doing this is when I stop breathing and I can't Mm. breathe and I start sucking in air and then I wake up. Right. I want to ask you this too, because I don't know if it's the cameras trying to adjust, but, and I'm not trying to freak you out Mm -hmm. and I don't know. Hopefully I can get these videos to upload onto YouTube. I've had a hard time the last few weeks, but you're sitting pretty much perfectly still and it's still doing it in that corner. It would be behind your right shoulder um, opposite of the door that Mm -hmm. corner there has been for the last three or four minutes that you were talking i didn't want to interrupt but it looks like just constant shadow going up and down and shifting back and forth like it's just it's mainly in that corner 
but I was watching it as your body would shift. It didn't really correlate to you, mm. but it, it could just be these digital cameras trying to catch, you know, catch the light and stuff, but it, pretty weird. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that when we first started talking. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had so many issues telling my stories with like other people. Like, do you yeah. know Bizarre Encounters? Bizarre Encounters. I or, think so. Well, when I was on Shane's show. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're I, good. I, I usually listen to inquiries. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 That's how I thought so. Yeah, of course. Shane Jones, my buddy. Yes, I love him. He, um, uh, when I was, I think it was the second time. I, sorry, I, let me take that back. It was actually the second time that I was on inquiries and I was retelling the trail story. My face would first it would cut to like an old well first my audio would go out and then my face on his end and his end only would cut to like the old executioner mask from like the medieval times and then my entire screen would go black on his end and it only happened to him me and shane had some stuff happen when we recorded before too yeah uh he was telling it was kind of like a wendigo story and my screen and we got it on you know we got it recorded my screen went to like an old 80s tv screen like with the bars and the mm-hmm. green lines and the, uh, it was like weird very weird so yeah, yeah. man yeah <laughs> yeah he's he has a way to bring stuff out <laughs> i think yeah i don't uh, i don't know what's going on over there yeah he's a cool guy though man mm-hmm. um you you've said a lot of things that i feel like i need more information on uh (laughs) things that uh i've heard a lot about lately things that tie into other shows and hopefully not things that tie into other entities that i have had to deal with and have researched and studied and had spiritual warfare for years with but you said you have a spirit guy mm-hmm. um and it's a female yeah okay does she have a name um she has two but she has told me not to tell them before okay it okay. can go to it can go two ways and i don't i called for her to protect us while i tell this stuff just because i don't want anything evil to happen and i don't know i she's i would assume she's here because she usually comes whenever i tell these stories just to keep me safe but i also i want to tell you who it is but i don't want to upset her okay i started saying why not (laughs) (laughs) i did say why not didn't i said it uh okay because there's some of the things you're talking about in my experience can be related to something else. And I'm not trying to make everything relate to this one topic. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to not let myself take it a certain direction. That's Mm -hmm. why I was asking, does she have a name? Um, Can you describe what she looks like? (laughs) She wears a, I've seen her once. And she wears kind of like a old white 
dress and she has really really long red fiery hair okay i'm, I'm taking notes that's why i got quiet <laughs> <laughs> white dress you say yeah yeah okay I think if I gave another hint, it would really give it away, but I, I don't want her. She's going to hate me. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. She is a part with me and my girlfriend. She doesn't, she doesn't go this way, but she is technically a part of Christianity. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Lilith. Is it it? I'll, I'll come out and say her name from what we've researched. It is actually St. Catherine. St. Catherine. Oh, okay. That's way better. That's, yeah. that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Lilith is this lady in white. Lilith uh, also is referenced with the moon and um, she's a, a lot of things. And people call, you know, the old hag, the old lady that, you know, the one that talks to you when you're trying to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. would be commonly referred to as connected um, with um, there's like a, a Russian I can't think of the name right now uh, I probably have somebody message me later tell me you're an idiot you think of the right name <laughs> but uh, the old hag is also connected but St. Catherine sounds way better yeah, yeah we we the reason we got in touch with her is because of my girlfriend's grandmother sent her to us because of what we were getting involved in. Oh, St. Catherine, is that the, was she blonde? Um, I, I know her from a mythology. So we always re refer to her from her mythological name, but I think, I think I, I really don't know much about her Christianity side, if I'm being okay. honest. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's interesting. What does she do? Um, does she, does she give you information? Does she? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, she, she talks to me. She, well, she, she works. It's weird because she'll work on my, abilities with me without me even knowing like i was so excited and she was so happy too because there's this one time this one time and i've been trying to do it i know kind of how to do it but i want to do it again where she actually talked to me and i was able to hold a legit conversation with her and then i got really excited about having this conversation with her that i i I locked out or I blocked out my psych, my ability again. And then I come here for the rest of the night, hmm. but yeah, she, she's awesome. She like, she's saved my ass so many times from stuff that's happened at work. Like I work at Ferguson plumbing and I work in the industrial pipe section of our re like our wholesaling business. And I was roll grooving a six inch 10 foot long piece of black pipe and it is heavy and i put it on the i put it on the pulley to get it up onto the stand 
well, I didn't put it on right. And as I set it on the stand to get it level, it slipped off and I went to catch it. And as I caught it, I started getting pulled down. But for some reason, I just like let go or like it slipped out of my hands, thankfully, because I would have smacked my face and I would have been so cut up from my head hitting this little table, this little level. And I immediately looked to my right. Yes, my right. And I saw her with this massive white light behind her. And she was almost like floating kind of off the ground by like a few feet. It wasn't much, but she was like floating. And I saw her red hair just draped across her shoulders and she was wearing a white dress. And I was just like, did I just see her for the first time? So I texted my girlfriend and she's like, yeah, no, she saved you. You almost ate shit so bad that it would have been, it would not have been good. And she also protected me because my work, although OSHA is a thing, sometimes we don't listen to it as many people do. (laughs) And it was literally, there was a lightning storm all around the, like all the, like in all the neighboring towns, except for us. And it was coming our way, but me and my bosses thought like, Oh, we could get this, in the building real quick and it was like 10 bundles of eight inch pipe just out in the middle of a thunderstorm while i'm on this forklift trying to throw it in so i called for her begging for it buddy yeah yeah i was like um can you please come here and protect me so i don't die and she was she was there, but like I, I couldn't see her. Right. But yeah, she, yeah, right. she's awesome. She saved me so many times. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I can't help. It's just part of my nature to keep asking questions. Uh. So, one type of her is Saint Catherine, and you said you refer to her as, but that that's that's the Christianity angle. Mm-hmm yeah there's another angle yeah so somewhere along the lines years ago she was in a specific part of the uk that floated down well she floated down through europe and all the way through france and into spain from what i could look at and and what we found online and we confronted her about it and she was like, yep, you guys are right. So. Into Spain? Yeah. I think it was into Spain. I know it was into France. I feel like I should know who this is, but I don't. Um, I can tell you, but you might have to cut this out of the video. Her name's, well, we call her Birdie, but her mythological name is, I think it's Brigitte, could be wrong, from Irish mythology. And you call her Birdie? Yeah, she's going to have a field day with me after this. I'm sorry, man. (laughs) Oh, you're, you're fine. I, 
usually ask her for for her permission to use her name but she's really low-key and does not want to be summoned by anybody else that's why she always like she's constantly around me and my girlfriend she just hangs uh, periodically she'll leave for a little bit because i'm pretty sure she has you know other people to watch over and protect and stuff like that but mainly she's always with us how did you all get hooked up with her I have no clue. So my girlfriend's Puerto Rican and she follows, she doesn't do black magic. She does the, you know, the light magic part or used to. And she has, you know, talks to, hopefully they don't get mad at me. Hades at one point was her protector. Um, and a few other gods and goddesses. I don't want to come out because I don't know which one and I don't want to offend any of those spirits or those gods and goddesses. But we think that maybe because clairvoyancy runs in my girlfriend's family and we were literally, well, Gabby was sent her, I say we, but Gabby was sent her by her grandma or great grandma. One of the two, it was either her grandma or great grandma. And she literally popped up in the backseat of my girlfriend's car one day. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. And I, our, mine and her first interaction, interaction was really, really bad because we just got home from the trail and I was absolutely terrified. It was the last time that we ever went to the trail and I was just scared. And she was, so I lay on the left side of my bed. And she was in the corner, the corner that's right, right there. She was in that <laughs> corner. <laughs> yeah. The, the corner has been like doing the hokey pokey uh, coming in and yeah. out the whole time. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where yeah. she stands when she talks to me too, that she's over there. And so she said, she just whispered my name. She's like, Logan. And that was it. And I was just like, I shot up. I had, this is the first time I've ever slept with the lights on. I shot up. I was like, I said, bitch, not doing this tonight. Leave. Didn't even know it was her. And I felt so <laughs> awful. Like after my girlfriend told me this and I was like, oh, tell her I apologize, please. Because I just, yeah, I, I felt so bad. So she's connected to your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The rule of thumb is with me, if I, if me and my girlfriend break up, I am no longer a part of them. She does not look over, look after me anymore. It's I'm on my own basically, Ooh. but that'll never happen. Cause I love my girlfriend and we are have fun and do a bunch of dope stuff that, you know, <laughs> so. It's all right. Uh, and and she's on the, the side of good, despite a history, like your your girlfriend got away from, from Hades and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She she hasn't talked to him in years. Okay. Man, this is wild. Yeah, this, I've actually never told anybody this before. Yeah, this well, I, I appreciate all this. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I, I, I'm a collector of, of uh experiences you know what i mean yeah it all helps me to grow and to understand the unseen side of things mm -hmm. and uh 
I like to learn a lot. Now, I only have one more question. I feel like we, I, I took this way off the rails, man. I, I, I don't mean to take, take you away from what you wanted to talk about. You're good. This is, this is beautiful. This is fun. I like it when it goes this way. Um, these three demons, these three kids. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are, what are these things? These are you, are you, I was just teasing. Yeah, future babies. Is that what you think? We, these... Yeah, because I've literally talked to you, you know who the one in the corner, and she said she's like, you need to listen to him after I said that because my girlfriend had there's a set of twins and they're both boys. Yeah, they're cool. both boys, and then we have a girl, and the two boys have been with my girlfriend since a few years ago and they've always looked the same they've never changed forms they've always looked the same and so one night we were laying in my bed watching a movie and Bert birdie brings in a girl and my girlfriend because my girlfriend can communicate with them telepathically she's lucky the only time i can really do that is when she was when Birdie reads my thoughts at night. That's the only time I really can telepathically connect with her. But even then I still speak out loud to her. Right. But she brought in this third, this, this little girl and we're like, what's this? Like, what is she? Who is she? And so she basically told me and my girlfriend, like, Hey, I brought you guys another one. And we're like, okay, cool so after that we decided to take a weird family trip to walmart to get a game <laughs> and on the way to walmart i was like i asked my girlfriend i was like all three of them look like uh, like me and you combined right and she goes yeah i was like just within an instant like i had an epiphany it just shot in my brain and i was like what if they're our future kids and then after me and my girlfriend got done hanging out for the night, um, she was driving home and she was talking to our spirit guide and she said, Hey, what's why you keep bringing us kids? Like what's going on here? And she's like, you need to listen to Logan. And that's Ooh. when I was like, no way. Wow. That's incredible. So that it made me wonder if like, do we really like have like the future, like our future kids around us at some point before they're born? They're not born yet, but like, is that what happens or because I still haven't been able to figure that out, but. Yeah, it's a good question, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've heard very popular mediums um i don't know how much credibility you can give to mm -hmm. a tv medium <laughs> but uh i've heard tv mediums say that you know we we kind of never leave certain clusters mm -hmm. you know that souls just kind of stay together and yeah. you know like you might be husband and wife this this time the next time you may be brother and sister or 
you be the wife next time. You know, it, but the, the family's never really changed. Like these mm -hmm. souls are, the souls are family. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how that works. Um, I see things. I don't know if you've ever listened to my show or not, but I, I see things from a, a, a Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. Now, religious, no, but follower of Christ, very much so. Yes. Um, I, I don't know how that ties in. I don't know how, um, I don't discount much of anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of room out there for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as how souls work, how we travel, um, even in even in the Bible, you know, people are taken up into like the third heaven. That's a different dimension. Yeah. Right. So there has to be interdimensional possibilities in my in my worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, I see things very supernaturally, obviously. Um <laughs> but uh if there's if there's room for it, you know, I'm I'm down, man. Um the, the prospect for that to be your kids. You know, I used to think, and this goes directly with it, I used to think that um aliens what we call aliens, I used to think that that was our descendants. You know, mm -hmm. that eventually time travel is figured out and we're seeing them, you know, that they are our great, great, great grandkids, you know, mm -hmm. and they, they figured out time travel. So we get to little, see little blips and glimpses and stuff like that. Um, that's what I thought four years ago when I started the show. Since then, my thoughts on that has drastically changed. <laughs> But um, the whole disclosure thing has happened since then too, right? The, like it, yeah. it's all changing every day as far as the world's concerned. But if I could think that, then why would I not be able to think that you got a glimpse at future children, right? Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. It um, is. It would be wonderful to know, you know, if you if you find out that you're pregnant here in another year or two and it's twins and it's boys you know what kind of kind of confirmation would that be that would right. be that'd be so bizarre i think that would honestly shake everything within the paranormal world if that were i hope it i hope it's true because even though they're not like physically here i still love all three of them to death like they are the funniest little spirits that i've ever come into they are so innocent they want to like they even learn from me and my girlfriend while they're in the afterlife like it is it is fun they love pulling pranks on us they love like i'll hear the boys while i'm recording i'll hear them roughhousing and running yeah. around in my room and stuff like that so it's just like the other day literally on sunday night um our little girl she came up and whispered into my ear with when I had my headphones on and everything and I heard her come through, I didn't know at the time what she said. So I had to text my girlfriend to ask her what she said, but all she said was hi to me. And that was right. it. All right. Now, a word of caution also. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of people tell me that they've seen what they thought was an innocent child and it mm -hmm. turned out to not be so innocent or yeah. a child. You know, do you ever get those kind of feelings? With um, them, with them, no. 
Um, my girlfriend, she's, she's very in tune and she knows right away if something is off. We could be five minutes from where we're about to like go. Like if, whether it's a restaurant or anything, she'll know instantly like, uh, uh-uh, that's something, something's not right about this place. And she's had these kids for so long that they like, we haven't like, they don't do anything mean. And I'm pretty sure our spirit guy would be like, get out if something was truly wrong with them, but nothing, they are like, we, I've not gotten any bad um, juju with them, but they do do this one thing that absolutely terrifies me because they know that I hate sleeping with my back towards the door. And so sometimes they're, it's funny, but it's not that it's not when it happens. I'll be laying facing my window because my window is like on the opposite side of the room and I'll face it. And all I will hear is them running up right next to me, like boom, 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 boom. And they'll just stare at me and they know that I know that it's them, but it still terrifies me. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) That That sounds terrifying. Oh man. Okay. I do have, I said one more question, a question or two ago. <laughs> You're good. One more question. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is just like a big gee whiz. You cannot be wrong kind of question. Okay. What do you think this all is? Like this. I know you haven't, connected yourself to any um world religion or anything mm-hmm. like that but you clearly believe in the spiritual world yes um it would be impossible to have believe in spirit gods if you didn't believe in a spirit world yeah um what do you think this all is well in the beginning and up until maybe a few months ago, all I wanted to know was what is truly after this? Like, I want there to be something after this. When I pass away, I would like to go to my own little world where I can kind of like customize it how I want it to be like my own little part of the universe where my family and friends, they can teleport to me and I can teleport to them and we can hang out and stuff like that until I have to get reincarnated back into this realm or this world to do whatever I'm supposed to do on this planet. And it's comforting to know that there is something out there. That was my main question is like, I want to know what what's out there. I'm still trying to figure out if it's if it's one, like if it's God or if it's, you know, a different God from a different religion or what it like, I still want to figure that out and I'm still open to exploring that, but I'm also okay with the fact that maybe there is, maybe religion was just hypothetically, I'm not denouncing anybody's religion or anything like that, mm-hmm. that maybe just religion was made up by us. And there's actually something completely different out there that we have no clue about and none of us will understand it and i'm totally okay with 
not understanding anything until I pass away. But I'm, I'm to answer your question. I'm like, I don't know if I'm being like, I just, I don't know what I think yet and where I want this to go and stuff like that. It's totally okay. It's okay to not know. It's, mm-hmm. it's great to be open-minded, you know, um, my thoughts on, on things have changed drastically on so many topics, dude. Like, um, I've all I've always fancied myself a Christian, you know. Um, you know, I, I gave my life to the Lord when I was like twenty years old, and then I went a totally different direction, and not theologically, but mm-hmm. I didn't live a wholesome life. Mm-hmm. for about 15 more years you know what i mean yeah uh, i joined the military i was just out there a big party animal and uh i, I didn't make good choices for a long long yeah. long time but eventually and I, I was always interested in the paranormal i was always interested in aliens and cryptids and all this stuff and i, I was still pray at night but i wasn't attached like I, I know I should have been mm-hmm. and eventually um s- series of events kind of led me down this path you know and I had to take the same path man I I found myself needing something you know seeking feeling like I'm getting something wrong you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it took me to my late 30s before I was like it's Jesus you know, but that's a personal journey that everybody has to take on their own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, um, I just wanted to say, I know Christians can be very pushy. I know Christians can be very offensive. I know they can be very hurtful. I've heard it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Um, they fight so much amongst each other from one denomination to the next it's ridiculous yeah like there's a church half a mile away from the church i go to that doesn't even like really speak to us oh, wow. <laughs> because we're non-denominational and mm-hmm. they think that you know we're, we're doing it wrong but we welcome everybody you know what i mean yeah but my point is uh for people who call themselves a Christian and actually study into the, the, the context of what's in the Bible and are open to these extra biblical texts, like the book of Enoch and stuff like that. Dude, there is so much more. There's not a more supernatural book mm-hmm. ever written. Um, it's way cooler. It's way more accepting. It is not as mean as these people that are all around us. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would be it would be great if we stay open minded to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've had I've had guests on there like open to everything but that because they've been hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But this is definitely not me trying to convert anybody to anything. It's just me telling you about my, my worldview. Yeah, uh, that's just that's part of my job is to talk about world more <laughs> worldview, I guess. Uh, but yeah man 
one reason why I kind of want to explore Christianity and learn a little bit about it is strictly because I have noticed from my own like channel and the episodes that I do, I understand that I think when I looked it up, Christianity was like three, like had like 3.5 billion followers or something like that. So it is one of the bigger ones. But I was always curious, I was like, why are most serial killers, why do they follow Christianity? Or why do cults, why do they take that religious route? I understand, you know, they get stuff, they don't have to pay taxes and stuff like that, or it has to deal with money. But that's another reason why I kind of wanted to explore. It's like, why do why do they take Christianity and take it away from the good people? And that's one of those answers that I'm still trying to find. Well, uh, for me, that would be a quick answer because it, mm-hmm. you know, the devil can appear as an angel of light mm-hmm. and he really just wants to kill, steal and destroy. So anything to pervert true love, mm-hmm. because that's, that's what Jesus is. He is, well, it says in the Bible over and over again, God is love. God is love. Um, but people like to look at the Old Testament and they're like, this hateful man, this hateful God, how did he, he committed genocide? He, he wiped out all these people. You know, he's such a vengeful and hateful God. But they're not, it's context. You have mm-hmm. to understand because yeah. you talk about other gods, right? Other gods are in the Bible. Yeah, lowercase g gods. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got these watchers, these uh, these fallen angels. I don't know how how well versed you are in this stuff. I have no idea. But these these fallen angels, these watchers that took wives, they come down in the book of Genesis, and they took wives, and then these nephilim are born. These giant hybrid, half angelic, half human creatures are born and spawned. Um. If you get into other uh, ancient texts, you know, like the book of Enoch, it explains that they're exchanging technology for these women, right? And they're revered as gods. And there are, uh, there's other texts that help make way more sense of this than what I'm going to do sitting here in like 30 <laughs> seconds. But if you look at the pantheon of gods, they line up across all these different religions and cultures because they existed you know they're they're real (laughs) yeah and and it's okay to say that there's one true g you know capital g big god but there there were there were pantheons of gods lowercase uh demigods half human half heavenly host Mm -hmm. um and people worship them and revered them and sought them and that's what God was getting rid of. These these beings corrupted the world. They tried to wipe out the Adamic bloodline, the bloodline of Adam, and to prevent the coming of Christ from ever happening. Mm-hmm. So they tried to corrupt all the bloodlines. And if you get into the other books, like the book of Jasher, the book of Enoch, uh, the book of Jubilees, you'll see that they're they're creating animal hybrids. You know, they're they corrupt the animals. They corrupt the plants, which means they're spawning hybrids with them too. So you get your minotaurs, your centaurs, your your sirens. It's all real, man. You know, so it mm-hmm. you do, you don't have to live inside a box 
being a Christian or to explore Christianity. You don't, you're not yeah. like pigeonholing yourself here. If you're actually reading it in a contextual way, instead of being like, okay, this is a big rule book and I have to stay inside here and I can't think outside of here. Don't let that happen to you. If you, if okay. you explore Christianity, grab these extra books to help guide you in here. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a couple of really good books that help me understand because you read it, it looks, it looks like they're making a good case for God to be mean. <laughs> but when when you read it with these, these companion guides, it's like, oh well, it's not quite like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would imagine if you would ask, uh, mm-hmm. I know who you're talking. Yep, I know who you're talking about. She would probably tell you something very similar. Yeah. Um. She probably would. Especially if there is a St. Catherine version of her, she has to be on Team Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's so interesting. I absolutely love it. And it's okay to not have a clue what it is when it all comes down to it, because none of us do until we get there. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, I, I know I don't have a clue until I get there. And that's the most uh, beautiful thing about it, I think, personally. Yeah. And it's interesting that you would bring up like how these cults kind of go this, that they're super religious routes and they, they do these crazy things first because your show is uh it's the rainy day horror show podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you get into true crime and mm-hmm. I'm sure you have, you discussed any of these cults yet? I have um our, Oh, <laughs> oh God. This is going to get me on a massive... I hate FLDS so much. <laughs> oh, I want to punch them all in the face. Because <sighs> now, like, it first started out with them going around um, doing, you know, their weird... I don't want to say weird because it's a religion and stuff like that, but their, their polygamy stuff and turned from that to underage marriage to sex trafficking to just a bunch of like what is going on like i wish i wish the government would just be like okay we're gonna go in there we're gonna knock these fools down we're gonna wipe them out i wish that would be how it could have been done but it is so hard to convict these cults on basically hearsay and they use the they use religion to get out of whatever's going on. And FLDS was smart because they were on the Utah and the Arizona border. I think it was the Arizona border. So if the Utah feds were coming after them in, you know, in Utah, they'd go to Arizona, wait for it to die down, and until the Arizona feds started to come after them. And they were just border hopping. Mm. And then that was probably up until Warren Jeffs got convicted. After Warren Jeffs got convicted, some new guy got in. I forgot his name. And then they started moving around the nation. They went up to Washington, Oregon, California. Right now, they are right next door to me in North Dakota and South Dakota. So, And I didn't know that they were that close. We, Me and my girlfriend found this out through research. And <laughs> this is funny. This is really funny because one of my friends, um, I don't know if you know her, her name's Heidi Love. And 
she is a she escaped mormonism and she has she if you ever want to you know if you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody about religious views and stuff like that she's perfect love her to death because she went from mormonism to christianity and i had her on my show she did a wonderful job but some dude that forgot his name it's simon simon bateman i think is the name and they were in arizona and he was trafficking girls under the age of 18 i think yeah under the age of 18 and it was him six wives in this denali and then he had all of these underage children in a like cattle trailer that you see horses in as you drive them by them the police saw a child's arm kind of hanging out the window and they pulled him over found out that he was simon bateman and they arrested him on child endangerment they ended up getting a search warrant for his property they found um sexual assault with minors incest and i think the other one i'm pretty sure it was sex trafficking i think that's what it was but yeah i i religiously hate this cult like with a burning passion wow i hadn't heard anything about any of it yeah Um, if if you want to watch if you want to watch like kind of know more about them they there's this thing on netflix documentary called keep sweet i think is what it's called and then there is one on hulu forgot the name of it but you know we have google so yeah yeah or they can go to your podcast right yeah i did <laughs> i did one episode on them uh, like a few months ago so did you yeah with me and my girlfriend oh wow i don't know what it is with this cult that it just drew me and my girlfriend in because after we saw the documentary we Ooh. saw flds start popping up everywhere and then out of the blue i got tapped in with heidi and then i found out through her that i'm really sad this didn't work out but i'm not too butthurt about it her brother-in-law is also in a, he actually escaped flds and he built the ranch of zion in texas but i tried i tried getting him on and i told him you know i could use a voice changer and like i can we can use a fake name stuff like that but he was still uncomfortable with coming on which is understandable i mean tapping into something like that is painful flds is it something latter-day saints what's what's fundamentalists of latter-day saints fundamentalists Yes. Okay. I I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, they're they're wild. And um, I have heard of some cults up around mm-hmm. your neck of the woods, man. Um so yeah, you do have to be careful. And they go under the guise of extremist religious groups. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I don't know why that happens. Unless it's just something that they believe so hard, you know what I mean? Like they become zealous for whatever their cause is and it becomes yeah. like their identity and that develops into like a religion but it is so far away removed from any kind of religion of peace or love yeah 
uh, any religion of peace or love. I I don't know what happens, but it is very interesting what happens to the the human psyche, man. And I don't, you know, I understand if you grew up in it, like if you were born into FLDS or into a cult that, you know, it would be very like, it's just your way of life. Like you don't know any better. It is, you know, right. it's like That's kind of, it's kind of like growing up in a racist family, right? You just, you're born into it. You just are told this awful racist stuff. And then you, that's just what you believe. It's the same concept, yep. but it's like the people that went and like joined it, like that physically wanted to be a part of this cult. Like, I understand that you're trying to go out and search for something, but like when you look at it and you see what they're like doing, I understand maybe they hide some of it at the beginning, but you still have to like see it from an outside an outside point of view. It's just I don't understand why people want to run and join cults like that. No, I don't get it either. And they're they're obviously they're seeking, they're looking, they're trying to find something, but mm-hmm. the wrong spirits get to them, man. Yeah, this is what I think. I think it's, it comes down to that. It's the wrong spirits. Um, and I, I think the whole world is wrapped up in spiritual warfare. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah that doesn't really belong to any one religion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's something that ag- agnostics can agree with, uh, with a, a hard shell Baptist with it. There's their spiritual warfare out mm-hmm. there. Oh yeah. man. Have you, I'm going to, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard? Cause I'm used to be tapped in with the conspiracy theory community. And then they started going really a wall on me. And I just kind of exited out and don't really do conspiracies anymore. Have you ever heard of the the thought that, and I've heard this from a couple people, that, sorry, this might get a little political if just pointing that out there because I know people go, you, when I'm one of those people. I've heard from multiple people that transgenders, the reason that they become transgender is because that they have evil entities attached to them and that they you know are fed this bad information from these evil entities and i'm sitting there as i'm listening to some of these people i'm like there's no way that's true there's no way that could happen i mean i know the spiritual world is you know different we don't know a whole lot but i was like that there's no way that's like can that even be true well um it, it that comes down to a uh a personal view i guess um yeah. is transgenderism looked at as wrong if it's not looked at as wrong then mm-hmm. of course it's not anything like that yeah um if if you perceive it as transgender is wrong to look at that from a spiritual side then you look at deities okay let's look at the baphomet mm-hmm. it is transgender it's got breasts like a woman but it's a male um it's kind of transgender you look at things like uh you understand that the devil is the author of confusion uh transgender a lot of times there's regret um 
they are confused throughout their entire childhood as to why they they feel like they don't belong. Why would you feel like you don't belong? Um, why would you think that God would make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all created perfect, right? Uh, for whatever purpose. Um, so it, it just depends on what you believe okay. is is right or wrong, in my opinion. But yeah, it's a very popular thing that people people tend to go with. It's a uh, something got in, uh, and it mm-hmm. usually happens from trauma. You know, when a when a child is broken or a young adult is broken in some horrible way, it manifests, you know, that it, it opens a door to let something in. And once that gets in, uh, the confusion happens, the guilt starts happening, the needing to hide from your true identity happens. And that one thing snowballs into another until you're augmenting your body to try to escape what happened. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, when I heard that I was so confused and I've never really like, this is going to sound kind of weird, had the courage to just ask anybody about it because I was, I was trying to figure it out myself. I was like, am am I missing something here? Like, cause it's kind of like urban legends. People get, you know, idea, like urban legends come from something, whether it was a sighting or whatever. (laughs) So I was like, these ideas and thoughts have to be coming from somewhere and I've always wanted to try and like understand it and see like, where did this come from? But that, yeah, that cleared it up. Cause I was just like, it's been bothering me for like the past, like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just what comes to my mind when I, mm-hmm. when I try to understand what would the push be? Um, I think there is a big push and I don't know. I, I have some conspiratorial talk on my show, like actually, in about 45 minutes, an episode is going to be released about the World Economic <laughs> Forum on my show. But uh, I do believe there is a push by whoever they are um, to demasculate uh, American men. I think that uh, there's been a, a push to do that for the last 30 years. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a little older. You know, I was born in 1980. Uh, I remember clearly in the mid 90s where the definition of manliness started to change. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 80s, it was like Rambo. It was Arnold as commando. Uh, you have uh, Conan, the barbarian, you know, everything was like, yeah, he man beat it with a sword, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in the mid 90s, it's like wait a minute, we want sensitive men. Mm-hmm. We want men that's not afraid to cry. And of course, I cry every day of my life right now. Uh, but that I, even as a teenager, I was like, wait a minute. Did you want a big defender or did you want somebody that sits and listens to you talk? And you can be both, mm-hmm. right? There's room for both. Uh, I think a well-rounded man would be both. But I, over the last 30 years, I have watched a push for a softening of men and a rounding off of the edges, but nothing about maintaining that primal instinct of mm-hmm. protection and providing and just 
or sticking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just I've I've watched that kind of thing happen. Now, if if you could you pull transgender into that, like we want a man that's so feminine that it's a woman. I don't know, but yeah. if that that would be a pretty hardcore push, wouldn't it? <laughs> that yeah, seems like a little extreme. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, th- I think that there's no limit to what this government would do um, as far as negative things. Um, and that doesn't hang on a president. That's a mm-hmm. uh, president's a puppet. You know, yeah. we all know that um, whoever the powers that be are, whatever their uh, their agenda is. Um, who knows? Who knows even who's even running the show for real? Yeah, it's it's I knew I knew something was up with them when uh, I'm I'm not anti-government. I'm just anti-government of what is going on now. Yeah. And I knew I knew something was up when no disrespect to the Trump supporters, but I knew something was up when he got elected in 2016, just because I understand Hillary. Not that great. Totally, totally understandable. But when you take if you're looking at it like a sports team standpoint hillary is like a team that is basically undefeated and donald trump is like you know that if we're talking nhl he's that bot that like bottom half team shouldn't even be a contender what is he doing here like what's going on and then he won and i was like why does he why does a billionaire want to be president like what's what's going on what's going on behind the scenes of whatever this is in front of us and it turned out to not be great. The this last like four years, five years, it has been awful. <laughs> With like both sides attacking each other. Like at the end of the day, I mean, do your like political standpoint, does it really matter? Not really, but people are breaking friendships because of who they picked people were wear a trump 2024 or a 20 or trump 2020 hat just to upset that one democratic person in line at the supermarket like what that just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever so i'm really just trying to still figure out on what are they trying to push what are they really trying to do and why was he even there in the first place yeah, in in the twenty sixteen election, I was uh, I was shocked that it come down to to Trump being the candidate, but uh, I lived through the Clintons and I didn't want Hillary in there at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, I was a Rand Paul guy. You know, I'm I'm registered as a libertarian, which I don't know what's happened to that party in the last few years either. I think it's all fallen apart around us, man. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think it's all falling apart. And who knows? Um, there's a big theory right now that this whole war that's being kicked off with Iran, because we just dropped a bunch of bombs on Iran, apparently, drone strikes. Um, there's a theory out there that they're trying to kick a, kick up a war to postpone or override any election from happening at all at the end of this year. Uh, There's so many theories. There's so many 
everybody just thinks doom and gloom, mm-hmm. you know, and who knows? All yeah. we can do is make shows about it and talk about it and see what happens, right? At, at least it's making for good content. That's all I really care about. It is. The people <laughs> want to hear it. They do. They want to hear us ramble for an hour and a half about just some stupid. <laughs> well, I'm down for it. Uh, I I know that we got a little bit of a late start, but I got to get up in about six hours for work from now. We're not counting uh, wrapping all all the the post production stuff, and uh, I still got a shower, so I'm You're gonna have good. to hop off here shortly. Uh. <laughs> But before we go, Dusty, uh, why don't you tell the good people listening where they can find your content, where they can keep up with you and what you're doing, um, where they can get a hold of Gabby and her content if she has anything on her own. Just uh, just lay it all out here for us, man. If you want to follow, follow my girlfriend, it's her Instagram handle is at it's Gabby Doe. And she only comes on maybe like two to three Wednesdays not Wednesdays. It's not Wednesdays anymore. What is it? It's Thursdays, Thursdays. I switched up my whole uploading schedule, but she, she comes on like twice to three times a month, depending on, she had a really bad week last week. So we kind of didn't do one this week, but you can follow her on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Dusty McBalls. It is my personal Instagram. And then my second one that I'm mainly on because it's the one that I care about the most, the rainy day horror show. And you can find my channel, the rainy day horror show, Spotify, Amazon, basically anywhere where you get your podcast streaming from. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Are you, uh, do you have a YouTube channel or anything going yet? I don't because surprisingly I was tame this episode Usually I swear, I, I swear so much, especially when I get really passionate about something, just the F bombs are flying out the window. So for right now, until I can tone it down a little bit, because I also do really, really dark jokes. Um, YouTube isn't really the place for me yet, but hopefully (laughs) one day we'll get there. All right, man. That's awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I'll I will put links. If you send me links that you want me to put in the show notes, okay, I'll put them in the show notes. Okay, uh, but I think this has been great. I've I've loved every minute of this. Me too. Um, I hope you have a good night, a good week. I hope that the uh, those squatters in your house don't give you a hard time for uh, shedding a little light. Okay. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> but yeah, man, if you if you ever want to talk again, man, holler at me. We'll, we'll cook something else up. Will do. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed hey, it a thank lot. Thank you, buddy. Have a good night. You too. God bless. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an experience or an encounter that you'd like to share, holler at me. You can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com or by the bump phone at 304-812-0553. Leave a text or a voicemail either way and I'll get back to you. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review 
on whatever platform you're listening to. Stick around after this for a special invitation. Don't get taken advantage of anymore. Don't feed greedy companies. Buy local, buy small, buy from people who actually care. Buy Minutemen Outfitters. Minutemen Outfitters is a small American business dedicated to providing nylon tactical and survival gear using the highest quality USA source material available at common man prices. Check them out on Instagram. It's Minutemen Outfitters 1776, all one word. Once you see their logo, you'll know why I reached out to these guys and I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of their products and just how friendly these guys are. They're, they're local to us here. Um, good Appalachian guys. All right. So give them some support. Go check them out. Minutemen Outfitters 1776 on Instagram. You won't be disappointed.
great their trap goes far behind to never suffer anymore. I'm going home in the morning. personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again to start a new life as a child of God to join God's army to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you. Called me up one night 
just to say Brother, if you would I need you to pray So while we Better days, better days.